it's unfair to teach from a 30-year aspect to a guy that's been in the business for two weeks. I always try to put myself in the place of where I was when I was 19. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. There are so many goings on in the WWE universe. And of course, as every week, we here at After the Bell have got you covered. First, I want to reuse my usual tag team partner back basking in marital bliss, Mr. Vic Joseph. Vic, welcome back, my friend. Oh, it's very good to be back. It is a big edition of After the Bell. I don't want to talk about the wedding. I don't want to talk about where I've been. I want to talk about our guests, and I want to get right into it, if you don't mind. Well, consider this your wedding gift from yours truly, from Corey Graves. I went out and found the biggest, best guest we could possibly have for After the Bell. So without any further hesitation, he is the showstopper. He is the icon. He is Mr. WrestleMania. Please welcome to After the Bell, the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. Sean, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, clearly, with that with that introduction, it's a, it's a, a bit of a letdown. Yeah, you know, it's just Sean. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw him on Monday. <laughs> so, Sean, despite all you accomplished in your Hall of Fame career, several years ago, it seemed like a bit of a chore, a bit of a task to get HBK out of the great state of Texas and specifically around the the business in any capacity. And now here you are, fast forward, you are, you know, basically running the show at NXT. What brought Shawn Michaels? What tempted you in such a manner that you decided to make this massive change to not only your life, but your family's life, uproot, head to Florida and take on this new role? Well, honestly, you know, again, it was, it was stepping inside the place that I'm at now, the performance center. Um, you know, coming, we came here on vacation, uh, to visit friends, to, you know, Disney world and the whole kit and caboodle, uh, everything that is Orlando, Florida, the vacation spot. Um, and that was an opportunity to come down, visit Hunter, visit the uh, performance center, uh, go to a few shows and you, you know, that, I don't know, that feeling, that feeling that makes you want to do this stuff in the first place was there again. It was there immediately. I don't know. The thing is, I felt it, but you know, I I, I begin to wonder, like, okay, it's there, but you're you know, you're kind of always that way. Even when you go back to you know, when they ask you to be a part of WrestleMania or go into a Hall of Fame, you know, it's always going to be a part of you. But I guess the thing is, the, my family and my wife noticed it again. Came back and you know, she asked me the question. You know, she said, "Look, I know you love being out here, you know, <laughs> on the ranch and stuff." She said, "But." Are you really? Are you going to want to be doing this and all this, you know, physical labor when you're 60? You know, and I said, I said, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll have somebody else do it, do it then. But right now, I I like doing it. She's and she and then she just talked about the feeling and how much I was talking about what I you know experienced at NXT. And I don't know. The more I thought about it, the more I you know they were just re- really supportive. They knew. And she was, look, even when I retired, no one was more shocked than my wife when I said, you know, no, done, done. You know, she thought done would mean just out of the ring, still going back, working with the company, all of those things, you know, and still wrestling a couple times a year. Um, I don't think, you know, anybody realized that I was 
from a performance standpoint, I was, I was complete. I felt complete and I felt peace with it. But then when I came back here and then you start to see the opportunity to, again, have a, I don't know, have an impact on the business. And, and again, it starts to feed that, that part of you that is still very much alive. I just didn't, like I said, it's kind of like a, a awakening a, a sleeping giant. And, uh, you know, Hunter knew that, you know, he said, look, just come back, try it out, stick your toe in, uh, and, and we'll just go from there. And obviously not until, you know, many years later when I was really, you know, engulfed in NXT, did he tell me that, you know, he knew, he knew the whole time, you know what I mean? That once I experienced it, it would, knowing me the way he does, it would be something that I would, you know, very much want to be a part of. And all of that, all of that was true. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. We hear a lot in our business about how retirements never seem to actually be permanent. They never seem to stick. You've accomplished everything there is to do in this business. What itch does being around NXT scratch for you? Because you hear a lot about the nostalgia. Obviously, people, oh, you hear your music, you hear the crowd one more time. You don't get that necessarily, definitely not with the frequency you used to as HBK. What does Shawn Michaels get out of this coming into the Performance Center and going to work every day? Well, so look, I, I was always, again, it always kind of confused me because, I, again, as much I love going out there, love performing, but for me, it was the satisfaction of having this creative side of you and then going out there and watching it performed on television at the time. Yes, I was taking part in that performance, but a lot of it was always a collaboration between myself and other people of this creative idea that we then begin to go out there and, and you know, portray on camera. And then that feeling at the end of hearing the crowd and knowing inside that it's all working. And, and again, I, I came down here and I was a part of that just through other performers. It was still a collaboration, but now they were collaborating with me. They were going out there and doing the performance, but all of those worlds were coming together and they were eliciting that response and that feeling and watching them get it. I think is, was the big, is, that's where the satisfaction comes in when that light bulb goes on and you really begin to have a sense of, holy cow, this is, this is what all of this is about. Not, I don't, again, at least for me anyway, it wasn't about me enjoying the satisfaction out there and hearing it. It was being a part of that process. And then, you know, on top of that, you watch these men and women. And again, that satisfaction and that joy on their face of, of feeling that feeling that they've got into this stuff for. And so, 
Uh, again, after all of that and watching them, I don't know, again, be excited about it for them starting to feel it and to understand it, that light bulb moment going on. Again, it's living vicariously, I guess, through them, but watching the joy on their faces and then, you know, them carrying that forward and taking it to other people to me is, is, I don't know, is to what, is what I enjoy most about this. It sounds to me like a, like a leading man who finally got a chance to sit in a director's chair. It's still the same, the same movie world with just a different role. Yeah. Again, I always, you know, again, I, you know, I watched a few things, you know, Clint Eastwood, you know, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, he got behind it and yes, yeah, sometimes he's still out there, but he's behind it. And again, put together just some amazing flicks, you know what I mean? Right. And I think it's because he brings obviously a, a lot to the table. And, and again, actors and people like that, they can associate with him. They know he's done it. They understand, you know, what he's trying to get from them. And, and so this is, this really is, it's the same thing. And on top of that, again, it's almost like your children, again, accomplishing, you know, moments because you also build relationships in the process. You know what I mean? You begin to know these people, you begin to care about them. And then you see that this is one part of their life that, you know, you're bringing joy to, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and honestly, you know, that's, it's, it's a hell of a feeling. It really is. It's very similar to watching your baby take their first steps as it is watching a talent take their first bump. <laughs> well, it is exactly, you know, and, you know, and as often as the dads know, there's, a, there's, a, there's numerous those. And even as they mature and they get older, there's still encounters that they go through. They're learning again. They get more seasoned as well. And the same thing with our talent. And it's all about these levels of growing. Look, technically, just like life, this business, same thing. It's all about the journey. I've heard Sean go, oh, geez, a few times in Gorilla during Level Up. where he, And I'm like, oh, something happened. He turned around, it's like a kid falling off a bike. Um, but, you know, you sat in that director's chair really, Sean, about a year ago this time. You took over NXT 2.0. How has the transition really been of the brand? How has it grown in your eyes in this last year in that director's seat now? Well, so, look, I mean, obviously it was abrupt. And it was not anything that I was technically, I guess, prepared to do. Now, again, obviously been mirroring Hunter for several years. Um, I've obviously I've known, you know, I, I look, I was going to the studio in Stanford when I was 28. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was spending my days off up there. So I, you know, and, you know, hanging out with with Bruce and Pat during, you know, writing and booking sessions. I was in, you know, I was in the studio with Kevin and Adam and those guys many, many years ago. I took an interest in the television side of things a long time ago. And I, so stepping into to this was, you know, it, it was, again, it was a comfortable and easy transition when I came here, when we started, you know, doing live television on USA. Now running everything was a different, you know, kind of responsibility. It was abrupt, but at the same time, that's what I enjoy about the job. As you guys know, here in WWE, things can change on a dime and you have to learn to adjust to it. That's what live television is. Um, and that's what life in the WWE is. Something can change in a day and you have to be ready for it. So look, I think the biggest thing that's changed about NXT, not really changed, but it's going back to its origin. You know what I mean? About being developmental, about creating the superstars of tomorrow for Raw and SmackDown. And look, there was, I think there was a time that, people felt like, and maybe we did, you know, kind of get away from that, but it wasn't really, I don't know, us getting away from it. You know, you think about the pandemic and, and everything else, you know, it was hard to recruit. It's hard to get younger talent. 
everything was kind of locked down. So we had to create, you know, a live television show with all of the people we had. And thankfully we had a hell of a crew, but I think even the guys that have been in the business for five and 10 years when they got here, there's still development going on. Yeah, again, both of you know, you both have developed in your jobs. You know, Corey, there's, you know, you've, you know, you've transitioned from one thing to another. Sure. You never stop developing in this job. And, and I feel like that's even what my position was, which was, again, I'm a different form of developmental, so to speak. But it was, you know, again, going from a co-producer, a co-director to the director, you know what I mean? And the producer. So um, it's all a developmental process. And I think that's what we're really getting back to. That's the origin of NXT from the beginning. Um, and that is really going out there and finding, I mean, now we're finding raw, raw new talent. And I think that really hasn't been done in NXT until now, when we're talking about people that were in college last year. Talk to me a little bit more about that. We obviously have, have publicized the NIL deal we have with WWE trying to find these next level athletes, the future superstars. Going back traditionally to back to the days of FCW when I joined the company and OVW before then, most of the time it was independent talent or talent that had kind of studied around the globe and sort of had a bit of cachet about them. Now, to your point, you, we're drawing from a raw talent pool. Has there been any benefit or drawbacks, in your opinion, that you've noticed since sort of changing that outlook? Well, look, in anything, I think there's both. You know what I mean? But I, I'll tell you, the biggest benefits, honestly, you're talking about unbelievable athletes you're talking about the attitude of an athlete which is set that goal attain it set that goal attain it and i tell you what and they're used to being coached they're used to trusting and believing in a system and all working together so again that's one of been of the been one of the huge benefits in all of this is that it's been a again for us as coaches producers you know directors they really take instruction well and they really try to apply it now again some of them uh have done so many different things from a college standpoint that they already have a little bit of personality it's it's amazing how many of them are kind of interview ready that have a natural charisma depending on what sport they were in and what background they have depending on how much of a wwe fan they are um so there's a lot of different aspects you look no two are the same um, but they're all so goal-driven and so committed to understanding and believing and buying into a system. That's that's some of the real positives. And that almost sounds like a direct opposition to to how the business was, so to speak. I mean, back when you, when you were coming in into the business and that whole generation, it was very selfish. It was based on if you didn't do it on your own, you never got a hit. So it, it seems like the whole mentality sort of flip-flopped. It really has. And, and look, I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, that's something you, cause you know, we all know, look, the cynicism and the kind of, you know, again, you know, you want to make friends, you want to make money. Uh, and, and again, so there are some very good, honorable foundational tools from the old school wrestling business that are very good and very positive, but come on, there's also a lot of them that are really unhealthy. Sure. <laughs> Boy, it wouldn't be bad to get away from that. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, and to, you, know, you know, to have some real good and discipline and not worried about some of those, you know, back in my day stuff. Again, I, I feel so good about some of the young men and women we have coming through here that you go, you think to yourself like, oh, my goodness, this can be real change, you know, in, in, in our business. Not forsaking all the very 
positive foundational principles, but you can do it from a morality standpoint that can be a little bit healthier. And I think that is one of the biggest things with these young men and women is that they were all looking in some form or another to go into something to where, you know, who they were and the kind of character they had and they possessed really mattered. Um, and so they've been working on that as well as, you know, their athletic achievements as well. I think there's been a misconception too online when we talk about the NIL program that oh, all of a sudden they're not looking at quote unquote indie wrestlers. I don't think that's the case unless, you know, I could be wrong. Is the company going away from those that have in-ring experience to just the NIL program for recruiting? Absolutely not. No. And again, so because again, look, you still need, uh, I don't know, there's still talented people out there. And yeah. so I, I, as I, you know, I know, and I, no, sometimes people feel like it's a cop out, but no, nothing is off the table. I mean, my goodness, so it's I always liken it to it's like a creative idea. Look, I'll steal a good idea from anybody. You know what I mean? If it's good, it's, you know, it's good. <laughs> uh, and then just make it mine. You know what I mean? And, and try to put a spin to it that it looks original and different. But no, if there's talent out there that we see something in, I, I mean, I say snatch them up. And so. Uh, that, but again, I go back to, I think in the last couple of years, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it changed our world quite a bit. You know, those guys couldn't go out and work that much. You know what I mean? So I think everybody kind of disengaged from that for a little bit, but you know, they're still, you know, we're looking at uh, people all the time. This is all about making the WWE as prosperous and successful as we can for the future. And it really is. It's about ensuring the future of this company. So you, you get those uh, talent and those individuals that you think are best going to enhance this product. Um, the NIL and, and, and again, just going to this sort of recruiting system is really just a, a very natural step, you know, again, so you think about all the athletes out there that there may not be a pro aspect of what they're doing or they don't make it to the pros. You know, again, there's still something they love. You know, they love the athleticism. They love the team aspect. And the thing is, the people that get it and they go out there and they feel it, they fall in love with it just like we do. Sure. You know what I mean? And just like we did. There's a lot of them, again, that may not have watched it. And I've watched it here happen again, because of the environment and the culture that we have here, they fall in love with it. And then they go out there and, you know, I think both of you know this, but Corey, especially you, when you go out there that first time and you have, I don't know, that feeling that goes through you, it's different than football. You know, you're under a helmet. It's different than, I don't know, you know, <laughs> baseball. Uh, it's a very different f feeling. They're so close. It's right there. It's so relational. It is, it is a feeling that you have inside that they've never felt before. And so that little hook, man, that gets them into it, and they become just as passionate about it as the rest of us. Definitely, definitely. Off the top of your head, is there something that Shawn Michaels specifically looks for in these talents? Is there one quality that stands out to you more than others when looking at a, at a raw talent? Yeah, well, look, I think there's there's a number of things, but you know, obviously, believe it or not, believe it or not, character is, is a big thing. But I, I, to me, it's charisma. You know, I, I get because I feel like from an athletic standpoint, now we're getting we're getting some machines in here. We are getting studs. So 
you know, there's not much athletically they may not, might not be able to handle. So I think to me, you know, look, it's, it's seeing that X factor that everybody talks about. You can't really describe it, but you just see it. And look, I think if you were to you know, be able to give it a word, it is, it's charisma and a comfortability with what it is we're doing. Um, and, and, and again, I think that to me is the first thing uh, that I look for from them, because again, you've got a lot of people that can chase numbers that can get, you know, can push a lot of weight around, can set certain goals and, and achieve every one of them from a physical aspect here in, in the performance center. But it's pre- being able to understand the performance and the entertainment aspect of this. Um, and that's what's, that's what I think separates the men from the boys, so to speak. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. How have you been able to evolve your mentality? Being Shawn Michaels in the position that you've been for the, for the duration of your career, Hall of Fame, again, there's nothing you haven't seen, done, or accomplished, yet here you are in 2022, and you are on the forefront of the future. You are helping steer the future and shape the future, but you aren't caught in that mentality of, well, in my day, oh, you need to do this. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Obviously, you're very proud of a lot of changes to the culture that we've experienced. How do you... How do you evolve with the times because that's not something that a lot of people seem to do. Well, you know, uh, I get, cause I think that's an interesting question and, and I get that a lot. And the more that I kind of thought about it, I think I really had the good fortune of being hooked up with a number of people that kind of thought that way. Um, you know, the rock and roll express, I don't know, early on in my career, you know I mean? I felt like that, you know, they, I don't know, they, they, I, they never seemed to be, you know, got to do it this way. And, you know, that's the only way I think about Buddy Rose. Um, he was, you know, he, I felt like he was ahead of his time. Flair was always like that. I mean, you know, Rick was, I don't know. He was always the guy that, you know, again, people told him at one time he did too much. 
So I've been lucky enough and fortunate. Tully Blanchard, Norn Anderson, you know, they, they, you know, doing a lot in our tag team matches, slow down. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's part of it. And look, and I'll always say this, I guess I was one of those people that very early on, certainly for me, the first time I heard sports entertainment and Vince is the one that, you know, first in my mind coined that to me anyway, where I was actually looking at it and going like, you know what? That's a perfect way to describe our business, our line of work. And I just kind of embraced that. And I always felt like, again, the evolution, everything got faster. So it just was, to me, it was kind of common sense. Just like football and baseball, they all get faster, they all get better, they all get more skilled. Sure, there's there's foundational principles, but it's got to evolve. It's got to change. Um, the athletes get better. And and look, and I've always been one, certainly creatively, to want to push that envelope and, and to try to think outside of the box. And so I am. I'm I'm very guilty of that. I know there's a lot of times people don't disagree with it, but again, I just think it's something that has to evolve, has to, you know has to keep changing. And I always feel like it's a natural process too. We all kind of start out fast and it's unfair to teach from a 30 year aspect to a guy that's been in the business for two weeks, you know, or two months or even two years. You know what I mean? Uh, I always try to put myself in the place of where I was when I was 19 or 25 talking to that person and look, people were telling me to slow down, so I can't, you know, I, I feel like a hypocrite if I'm not, you know, if I'm saying the same thing. Do you find yourself now having to, like, to defend the style? Like, if you get a phone call from person A or B, like, well, hold on a second. You know, how does those conversations work these days? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, um, well, again, I go back to, how do you say it? Uh, I don't I go back to, it's the way that I've always thought, and I feel like I was a, you know, I was a pretty damn good performer. And, and, and so, and I kind of, yes, I, I kept to some foundational principles, but I was always trying to add and to do more. Um, so, and, and I started out fast and then, you know, the more you're over, the more equity you have, the longer you've been on TV, the storyline that you're in, the equity that that guy has, yes, then you can be able to slow it down and take your time. But I, I'm, you know, I have to look back and go or, you know, and say, Look, I went fast early so I could slow down later. You know, what I mean, you, you, up, you up the tempo to get over. And and I also, you know, then look at people like you can't work like you are over. So, again, I feel like that always comes back to teaching from where you're at now. Everyone says that. And I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, you're 45 and you've been in the business for 20 years. Of course, you know how to do this. We all have to go through our process, though. We have to go through our journey. And if you look at any anybody who does this, I'm sure somebody at one time told them a better way to do it. And that's just something that we're always going to, you know, right. there's always going to be somebody with an opinion on how you should do this stuff. But you've got to eventually come to your own conclusion and then, you know, pick your style and then stay married to it. Graves, I can't help but notice. Did you hear Sean say, I think I was a pretty good performer? I mean, come on. Yeah. It's I, the greatest I, of all time, right? Like, that, that, was, that was the, <laughs> the, the, the humble brag was, was very yes. nice. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'll say this because, look, like lately, I'll say, like, people have, you know, I see people working very hard trying to diminish, you know, uh, you know a lot of my performances. You know what I mean? But it wasn't really real. Again, I'm sorry. I'm always of the school that, again, there's people like, there's, apparently there's a real version 
of what it is we do. And I didn't do that. I imagine those checks seemed pretty real. (laughs) 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 No, again, but, you know, so again, I, I guess all I'm saying is I understand everyone has a preference. But again, I feel like if you are not evolving and changing I don't know. You're going backwards. And I just don't think, I think you get swallowed up that way. So I just want to stay. I just think you always want to stay ahead of the curve because slowing down that we can do that we'll be able to figure out. Let's find out what the next hurdle is. And then we, you know, then we can think about slowing down. That's a very, very interesting mentality. Very valid words for anybody listening who is in or aspires to be part of this wild, wild world. Sean, I've got to ask you, obviously, we have been in the midst of a seismic change in this industry. You spent the majority of your career working under one man, Vince. Now we've got Hunter in the driver's seat of all things, at least creatively speaking for the day to day. How has this change been from your perspective? Obviously you worked with Vince. You were Vince's guy. You had the the majority of your success in your career under that leadership. Now things have changed. You've got, you know, your best friend, Hunter, who you've trusted, who helped build NXT into what it is. From where you sit, is this an exciting time for you? Is this a scary time for you? How how have you processed this as someone with a unique perspective? It's an exciting time. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it's very exciting. But as I've, you know, mentioned before, but there's still, again, I understand that people are kind of judging Vince from, I don't know. Let's just without say the, the full picture. I yeah, I agree with you. I, I you got you can't yeah. you got to see the entire picture. This business doesn't exist in any capacity that it does today, particularly not at this level without what he built. Exactly. So, and again, I've always been you know again I've always been uh, you know uh, faithful to him and this company because essentially they are all, they have always been one and the same. Um, and so again. Uh, we, uh, you know, look, uh, we always kind of, you, he and I had philosophical differences sometime, and, and obviously, you know, a number of them are well documented. Um, but at the same time, you know, and again, I did everything I could to thrive under that leadership. Now, you know, you transfer over to Hunter, I'm still going to do the same thing. But come on, of course, he's my best friend. We have a great time together. It's a completely different dynamic. There's a comfortability there. Anything, nothing is off the table. Anything can be can be can be said. Look, and we also have a similar outlook um, on things. But it's also, again, for us, it's again, it's just I don't know. It's exciting. It's uh, again, it's like the first time getting behind the wheel of, you know, the I don't know that really sweet looking car that you, you get the keys to the Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like, oh, now here we go. Let's see, you know. But again, you know, you still want to take care of it. You know what I mean? You want to be a good steward of what you're doing. You're being given this unbelievably beautiful, you know, successful, um, you know, company that someone has built and, 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 and it's being handed over to you. You want to be careful with that, but you're very excited about the opportunity. You're excited about the challenge. Um, and so I don't know. I just it, that's taking over, you know, and has taken over everybody here. Look, I, I just think it's, you know, and also everybody understands what we've done, what we've, you know, they're, they're hearing ideas from people who have really dedicated their lives to this stuff. I think everyone understands how much Hunter cares about not just this job, but the company itself. 
I think people here understand the passion that I have for doing this and I've always had. Um, so from that standpoint, I think everybody's encouraged that, that, you know, again, that, you know, they feel comfortable with the hands, you know, that they've been placed in with Hunter and Stephanie and Nick, you know what I mean? They're all people that are striving for a very exciting and prosperous future. So it's hard not to be giddy about that. Do you feel there's better synergy between NXT and Raw and SmackDown? At least on screen, it seems as though we we saw Braun Breaker and Nikita Lyons this past Monday at Raw. A lot more representation of all three brands on all, on one another. Absolutely, and again, there, there certainly is. There's going to continue to be. But again, you think, look, it's you know, I text Hunter every day anyway. <laughs> so you know, and we talk on a regular basis anyway. I might as well throw in some like, hey, how about some NXT people, and how about some of your people down here? And but again, it's you know, I say that jokingly, but as you know, that well, look, these are all things that we wanted to do before, but it's not, it wasn't our decision. You know, sure. that's something that we've always talked about. Um, and and again, look, you can't help. It's no different when you get into this line of work. I think everybody imagines you know, what it's like to, to wear that championship title. I think everybody, you know, sort of thinks about what it, what it will look like in the theater of their mind to be standing in that stadium at WrestleMania holding that, that title up or doing something special. So, you know, over the years, it's been hard not to, you know, think of in the theater of your mind how things might go if. Um, and now that's actually happening, and now it's time to deliver on that. It's, it's a huge responsibility uh, from Hunter's standpoint, I take, you know, again, the, the keys that they've given me is a huge responsibility. And it's no different than when we go out there in a main event. We want to be good at our job. Ultimately, we want to deliver for the company and for the people that, again, that watch us. It sounds cliche and it sounds a bit pandering, but honestly, the guy, I'm still the same guy that loved going out there and performing in front of those people. It was the end-all, be-all for me. And now we want to put on a show, you know what I mean, that really makes them happy. Again, a show that doesn't take itself too serious, a show that's more about just having fun and all the joy and the entertainment that goes into this business. It doesn't have to be taken serious. It doesn't have to be, you know, badass every, every, everything. We have a little of this. We have a little of that. You know, a little something for everybody. And in, and in the process, be progressing and developing the future stars, you know, for Raw and SmackDown. Well, we certainly are moving forward. And you talk about Triple H and you talk about your relationship with him. How do you feel it, it really means to him to have this position now with everything that has happened to him over the last year, especially health-wise, that he's now in this position after all these years to really push it into the future? So, and again, obviously I, you know, everybody understands I have a side of me that's, you know, very ingrained in, you know, uh, spiritual and something much bigger than, than myself. I feel like almost like that event was a way of preparing him. You know what I mean? All the stress, all the anxiety, everything that he had prior, you know, before he had this huge sort of, you know, gift given, you know, this responsibility given to him. Um, you know, the things that he was already doing, you know, was, it was a lot. And now understanding that, okay, you're going to be taking on everything now, or at least you know, a great deal uh, more than what you've been handling. You're going to need to process that in a certain way. 
Um, look, he's been, you know, as I, you know, I can remember, you know, asking him not too long ago, because again, I'm stepping into his shoes. He's the one that put NXT on the map, his baby. He's the one that, you know, built it into this, you know, incredibly successful brand. I'm following in his footsteps and I don't want to mess that up. So I take that responsibility very seriously. But you think about the responsibility that he's got. And I just think, you know, what happened to him before was a way of making him one, know and teach him the best way to go about it. Understanding that Rome wasn't built in a day to take your time to understand that everything's going to be okay. You know what I mean? You've got good people with you. You've surrounded yourself with good people, which he's fantastic at doing. And again, understanding that now, you know, I'm going to have this opportunity. I need to take it in stride, build on it. But again, understanding that it is, that it's a huge responsibility and that he's going to do everything he can to develop. But he's been practicing sort of, so to speak, as he told me, I've been training for 10 years, you know what I mean, to do this, to step into this role. And now it's time to, to go out there and, you know, watch that bird fly. And, and again, for, you know, for all of us that are behind him, I just feel like I told him the other night, we, we were standing out there in the ring, you know what I mean, just going like, can you believe it? You know what I mean? And, and I just wanted to know that, again, as always, I will be in that foxhole with you. You know what I mean? Just tell me what you need from me. I will give you all the support that I can um, and help in any way. And that's, that's the way we're going about this. You know what I mean? We are, you know, we are brothers from separate mothers. We love each other. Uh, we both now understand that was his way. I think what he went through was his, you know. Trial by fire. Yeah, that and, and having an appreciation. You know what I mean? He's got an appreciation now like he's never had before. And, and again, and, and so we all, we all come to that place, Corey, you know what I mean? And, and Vic, in different ways, you know what I mean? To where you understand or understand this business is everything to us. But when we're talking about life and death, you know what I mean? Let's put it in its proper space. You know what I mean? Honor it, be a good steward of it, but understand you're only human. You can only do so much. You got to trust in the process. The process has led us to a litany of memorable moments recently uh, since the, the change in regimes, so to speak. What has stood out to Shawn Michaels? What, what have you enjoyed recently, whether it be on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? What's caught HBK's attention right now? I'll be honest. It was, a lot of it is, is, is bringing back some people that I felt. You can say it. <laughs> that I was going to miss. You know what I mean? That I was going to miss. That I, had a, yeah, that I had a joy working with here that I believe are talented um, and can contribute to the WWE. That's been one of the biggest things. Um, and I'll look, and the other thing is the excitement. And the excitement um, about moving forward, about the future. You know what I mean? Morale. It's just, you, you can't beat that. And, and I'll say this. Hunter and I, we, we, we're just, we're actually doing all the things that Vince did with us back in the 90s. He was, he was, he was there. He was fun. He was, you know... He was all the things that I think people enjoy about us. That's where we learned it from, to be perfectly honest. He was a fantastic boss. He was a great deal of fun to be around. He wanted to teach. He wanted to share. He was ever so passionate about this. Really, you know, that's where, you know, that's what Hunter and I, you know, really bring to the table, I think, is the joy, again, of this, of this job. And I think, Hunter, and you can see that permeating up at Raw. You know, I mean, I was there the other night. You can see it. I know what's going on at SmackDown. We feel it down here. Um, 
the joy and the fun of what this job is, uh, is fantastic. And again, you'd be surprised what that does, you know, from a talent standpoint. You want to go out there and run through a brick wall on fire for guys that are leading that way. Um, and I think that's how the talent feel now. And I think that's the biggest positive right now in the WWE. You talk about, you know, some of the talent coming back, someone that I'm very close to that you are as well, Johnny Gargano. I mean, we don't need to make a, a secret about that. He was with us a couple weeks ago, Graves, on, on After the Bell, and he told us the moment he knew he wanted to come back was when he rewatched you, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. How does that sit inside you to know that still to this day, the reason Johnny Gargano wanted to come back and to continue to live out his dream was because of you. Well, I, you know, obviously, you know, I'm biased when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to Johnny. Uh, I, you know, I love him dearly. But I'll say this: I, I'm, I, I'm, oh, you know, I'm extremely flattered by that. But I think it's that WrestleMania moment. You know, what I mean, it's again, Johnny. Again, he, Johnny, and I are very similar in why we perform the way we perform. You know, I mean, we have we have it's a similar passion. It's a it's the similar feeling. It doesn't have a lot to do with, uh, again, I don't know, drawing the house or, you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain (laughs) or being the single one reason, you know, that everybody's there being the top guy. It's about having that feeling of this creative process that you've been a part of it all culminating into something that people will remember for the rest of their lives. And I guess you know, the idea that 25 years from now, someone will tell you what they were doing when you did this. You know what I mean? I think, and that's one of the things Johnny wants to be a part of, and he knows it can only happen here in the WWE. Johnny wants to affect someone else's life. Again, like, you know, I, I very fortunately got to affect his, you know what I mean? And, and I think he, I th- and he now knows me and he knows how much that means to me. And, and so I think, he wants, I don't know, I think he sees that and he, you know, the idea of, of being able to have all those worlds come together and have that complete sense of peace and joy with this job is something, that, you know, again, that, you know, that he wants des- desperately. And again, he's a young man that knows he can do that, that he, if he gets the opportunity, he can have a moment like that. He can make that moment happen, you know, for the people that watch him, for the company that he works for for fans around the world. I think he wants to know what that looks like. He knows this is the place to do it. And, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm obviously overjoyed that, you know, that he's here. Very, very cool. We are overjoyed. I, I, from where I sit for three hours every Monday and, and on the pay-per-views, you, I mean, Sean, you've been here obviously the majority of your life, you know, it can be a grind. I think it feels like a very fresh coat of paint. It's an exciting time in the company, which thereby means an exciting time in the business as a whole. Uh, I, I hats off to you for, for keeping the ship afloat while Hunter was gone. Uh, I'm as excited with you at the helm at NXT, uh, all these changes right now. It's, it's just a great time to be in the business. And, and I share your joy and the sentiment that it's a very exciting time. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, look, and I, I, you know, I, uh, I don't, I think about getting like tossed into the fire, so to speak, but I've, I've mentioned this before. Look, you know, Hunter was there for me in, in a, in a time of my life where I really needed it. Obviously, it's been, you know, been 25 years since that time. But I guess for me, I always wondered, well, you, know, how, you know, how could I pay him back for that? And I get, like I said, for me, that's what I feel like some of this was. You know what I mean? This was a way for me to be there for him. And that means a lot to me. You know, and again, so 
I can, you know, when it, again, I can get emotional, you know, again, I'm all about the romance of this job. You know, that's, <laughs> that's something else that, you know, Johnny and I have in common, you know, and so does Vic too. We won't talk about that. You know, nope. the, <laughs> those are private conversations, Sean, between kind of you romance, and I Sean. in a closed yeah. door office. <laughs> yeah. But we are, we're into the romance of this job. And so, and so is Hunter. Um, he, you know, again, he just, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Even this, this incident even has been pulling that out of him, the other, another side of him that not many people get to see, but, you know, to be able to be there, you know, for your friend in the best way that you can. And look, it was not easy by any stretch. The situation wasn't great at all, but it was absolutely not even a, you know, not even a moment's hesitation. It wasn't, it wasn't even difficult to do because again, again, the love and the respect and the, the care that I have for him, it was just, again, and I, I appreciate, you know, whatever the pats on the back, but my goodness, it was, you know, it was nothing more than what he's done for me, uh, you know, many, many years ago. So uh, I was just, again, honestly happy to be able to at least put a little dent in, you know, in what he did for me and hopes that I, you know, I helped him through a hard time in his life. And, and, and that's all that really matters to me. I absolutely love it. I, well, I, would, I want to say to that point on behalf of everyone, thank you, Sean, for your contributions to this yep. game up to this point to what you do in the future to help steer this ship in the right direction. Uh, we get lost in this. I, I, I'm guilty of it as anybody. We get stuck in this wrestling bubble and you forget, oh my God, I am staring at one of my heroes through a computer screen right now. I may never get a chance to express the, the gratitude that I have. So from my perspective, obviously Vic and everybody else, thank you, Sean, for your contributions recently and in the past. And congratulations on 25 years of Degeneration X. Again, you know, you guys are all my peers now. You know what I mean? And right, so, but we, we we lose sight of that sometimes. No, 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 it, no, no, it's, no, no, no. <laughs> not Vic, not Vic. Vic, Vic does not count. Well, that's a but thing. Like even every Tuesday, I, like I look at Vic and I'm like, dude, you gotta tell me the truth. You gotta tell me if you don't like this or don't. You know, and and but again, look, that that does that means it means a great deal to me. It really does. And and I guess that's the thing. Like to me, all of this, what I what I did in the ring, doing this. None of this feels like work to me. You know what I mean? And so, you know, so I guess that's why I always have a hard time, you know, I don't like keeping it together because it seems like some of this should be hard. You know what I mean? Or, you know, or like there ought to be some kind of like, oh, got to go to work again or whatever. And I don't have any of that, you know? And so, I don't know. I, I feel so blessed and fortunate. And then, you know, and then, yeah, the people that I work with feel and say things like that about, you know, about me. So, I don't deserve that, I guess is what I'm saying. And so, you know, again, to, to me, this is all, it's a dream. It's a fantasy. It is the greatest life. It is the greatest existence a guy could have. Um, and look, and it, you know, it, ha it was my pleasure. It has been my pleasure and it will continue to be my pleasure to, to do the absolute best that I can do for this company. Again, for anybody that watches what we do, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to live my complete adult life doing something that I'd have done for zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, you know, again, I thank you guys for, for, again, for letting me do it along with you. Well, it has been our pleasure, Sean, to have you here on after the bell. You are always welcome. Anytime the urge strikes, 
Make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell. We'll be right back. 